Hi, I am Empress Sharon Eam, bringing the truth of our stolen history. The mothership has landed. She is your modern-day Noah's Ark, bringing knowledge and understanding of your lost past. Get ready for enlightenment with eyes can see. Hi, everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in today. And also, uh, let's get into this word today with prayer. Let's start everything off with prayer. Thank you, Father, for blessing me with this platform that it may teach your children, enlighten your children as to who they are and whose they are, that we may all come into the knowledge of our stolen history together. So I thank you for blessing this word today in Jesus' name. And we're going to go with Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, which says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tiding unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. So uh, let's get into my, this message today that Yahweh has given me for us. And that is called walking in your authority. So thank you everybody for tuning in to Eyes Can See broadcast uh, live here on Facebook. Uh, tell your family, tell your friends and neighbors to tune in. So that, you know, we can all come to the same understanding together. We need to know who we are in the earth. Uh, we need to know who we are as a people group, uh, as I keep stressing, because there's something uh, spectacular that is about to happen with, you know, African-Americans, you know, uh, those who came through the transatlantic slave trade. Uh, there's something significant that will happen to you as a people group. So you need to know who you are and whose you are. Um, so getting into this word, like I said, um, we're living in some extraordinary times where we don't know the seasons, you know. Like today in Chicago, it's snowing. I posted a picture earlier of how, you know, Chicago looks. Uh, we have snow in the springtime. So um, the word said that we would not know, you know, the seasons. And that is what's truly happening, you know, in our world today. So we are to be prepared also for what's coming, you know, up in our world in these extraordinary times that we're living in. You know, I posted videos and information 
about um, uh, the uh, mark of the beast. So you guys should know that you're not going to be able to buy or sell without this mark. So um, as we know, you know, uh, those who have been raised in the church, those who had big mamas, who had mama and daddies, granddaddies, you know, uh, somebody to teach us about these things. You know, as we were coming up, then um, we already know. You know, through the word of God and through our, um, you know, parents or whoever, you know, took us to church during those times to teach us about these things so that it won't be such a shock and surprise that we are be able to tell others, hey, y'all, y'all know what this is, you know, that that's what we've been taught all along, that these things are going to come to pass, that these things will happen and attached to uh, the mark of the beast. You will also have uh, the Sunday rest law, what Constantine came with in 324 AD. You know, um, when he saw that he saw the sign of the cross and he was supposed to start this religion and you know how that thing went, Google it and read that story about what Constantine did to, you know, our book of the law, you know, the religion that we had, that we lived by daily. So we need to know that the Sunday rest law is not a law for us because God said that he created, you know, he took six days to do his work and on the seventh day he rested. So uh, that is where he still is with what he has said. He said he rested on the seventh day and that is what he expects for us to do is to, you know, uh, be obedient to his word. He says obedience is better than sacrifice. So uh, where you want to give a sacrifice, he desires your obedience. Uh, so let's keep those things in mind. And um, getting into my message. Okay, uh, my message today is what to speak in the year of the mouth. That is the year, uh, the Hebrew year, 5780. It is known as the year of the mouth. Okay, so no one is truly understanding this season that we are in. Here is a word from a Jewish rabbi. And I chose this Jewish rabbi because they are wearing our, our name. They are wearing our title. They are only us in name only. They have the blessing that is supposed to be ours right now. So I wanted to take this word from him because uh, we need to know <laughs> if God has not given them, you know, exactly what we should be doing in this time. I have the word of what he would, he desires his children to do and uh, how to move in this time that we find ourselves in. So let's look at what this Jewish rabbi is saying, okay? Uh, his name is Kurt Landry, and uh, I'll give you information of where you can look up more about him. Okay, so this came from April 16, 2020, you all. That was yesterday, the last day of the Passover, because you know it started on the 8th, and it went up until the uh, 16th. And then, you know, there are some other holidays that, you know, that are kind of attached to... Um, Passover, but they happen later on in the year. 
So um, let's go with this word. What to speak in the year of the mouth, Kurt Landry from Grove, Oklahoma. Um, you have perhaps heard that 5780, which is 2020, is the year of the mouth. But what does that mean? Are we to simply speak more or more wisely? Are we meant to speak everything in public or not? Join us below as we answer these and other questions to help set your year right. What is the year of the mouth? We are currently in the year 5780, according to the Hebraic uh, biblical calendar. The prophetic meaning of the Hebrew year 5780 is about speaking God's kingdom, everyone. Yes, it's about speaking God's kingdom. So let's see, see what he says about this. The period from 5770 through 79 was the decade of the 70s in the Hebraic year. The number 70 represents the Hebrew number Ayan. It's symbolic of the all-seeing eye of God, y'all. All-seeing eye. What did I tell you guys it was? The pineal gland, which is called the spirit eye. Okay? So for us, it means a time of seeing things God desires us to see. Get that, y'all? Look at the timing that we are in. Okay? So now we are in the decade of the 80s, represented by the Hebrew letter pay which is symbolic of the mouth. For us, this means that it is a time to speak those things God has shown us. So I'm going to really get into this word and tell you guys what the I means. What the I means spiritually for us and the mouth means spiritually for us. Okay? So we're going to take this by his word. So... Uh, it says, now in the decades of the 80s, represented by the Hebrew letter pay, which is symbolic of the mouth. For us, this means that it is a time to speak those things God has shown us. While the past 10 years have been a time to see what God wants us to see, this decade will be about speaking as Zion. Hi, Zion. Hi, Melanated Israel, we are Zion, okay? The prophetic meaning of the Hebrew year 5780 being the entry and perhaps the most important year to speak, y'all. We just kicked this thing off at the beginning of January when we came into this year. But you know, actually spring starts off the Hebrew year, y'all. Spring is the beginning of newness according to God with the calendar, okay? So, when and what to speak? So we know that 5780 to, uh, 5789 is a 10-year window of time to speak. But what and when are we meant to speak, y'all? There is no answer to this other than we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. 
Mm, that's what he says. But see, Yahweh already gave us what to speak. He already laid it out as a map. We don't have to be confused about what to speak in this time. You know, so and what we're supposed to be uh, making pictures of mentally, you know, so that we can snatch things out of the spirit that we may bring them into this physical realm. Okay, so there is no one answer to this other than we need to listen to the Holy Spirit. Yes, it is time to speak, but we have to be sure we are speaking kingdom things. Mm, so if we're speaking scripture, aren't those kingdom things? And if Yahweh gave us certain spirits, I mean, certain scriptures to speak, isn't that calling things that be not as though they were to restore us back to our proper place? Come on, y'all. Come on. We know what to speak. He laid it out for us. All we have to do is line up accordingly and do according to what he has already told us. You just have to put it together, y'all. So the best way to know if we are hearing from the Holy Spirit and not another voice to examine it by the word. So you know you're hearing from the Holy Spirit if you're speaking scripture. Does what we are hearing align with who God is and what is written in his word? If so, then it is likely the Holy Spirit is speaking. But if not, then we can know with certainty that it is false. Yes, yet there may be times when we hear in part, for instance, we might realize that God has spoken something to us, but we might not know when to speak out. Or we could sense that we are to speak something out at a certain time or place, but fail to hear what we are meant to speak until God's perfect timing in either case, we have to reset our focus on God. In these times, we may need to pray to break down walls. We have raised between us and heaven. But other times, we need to take time to sit and wait upon the Lord. Okay, y'all, I want to iterate something right here. We know that we are to speak Yahweh's kingdom into this earth realm. We know that we are at the end of Satan's realm in this kingdom called Gentile rule. We know that it is coming to an end because we can see with the economic system, we can see with our education system, we can see with all the systems of the world that Gentiles rule. We can see that everything is falling and breaking down. So yes, we must know that we are to call Yahweh's kingdom into this earth realm. Yes, we are powerful beings. And yes, I want to uh, piggyback off on something that Karen Hicks is saying, that we are spirit in a flesh body. Yes, we are. We are spirit in a flesh body. We are here to, uh, you know, uh, 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 wreck Satan's kingdom in this earth realm. Because by us being spirit in this earth realm, I mean, being in, in, in flesh bodies, we are ruled by spiritual laws, you all. And the flesh, let me say something about this flesh. This flesh is tied to the earth realm. God created humans out of the flesh of the earth. And he 
man means man with a hue. Hue man. Okay. So let's get all of this together. I just wanted to put that in there, you know, just for a little laugh. <laughs> but um, to, to get back to what I'm saying, we are connected to this earth because we come from the earth. We are flesh bodies. Uh, we inhabit a spirit which gives us life. It is the life force in our body. We are having a natural experience in the earth realm. We are sent here to learn how to effect, effect to effectually fight Satan's kingdom in the earth. We are representatives of God's kingdom in the earth realm. So you were put here to walk this thing out as you know, you have all people in the earth. You have God's people and you have Satan's people. So you are to find yourself in the earth and to start living your assignment in this earth, you all. We are flesh beings attached to this earth, to, to the, uh, the, the, the earth. We come from the earth. So we do the things that this flesh likes to do. There's nothing good that dwells in this flesh. It is of the earth. So we satisfy, we satisfy the things of the earth. You know, with the way we like to, you know, um, uh, 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 live our lives, you know, and it may be in, you know, it, it may be in conflict with the way Yahweh would have us to live and, you know, the way that, um, we will walk our lives out. So we must understand these things that yes, we are a natural being with a, with a spirit in that dwells within us, having a natural experience, and we're to wreak havoc on this earth in Satan's kingdom while we're coming through the end of Gentile rule. Let's give him hell, y'all. Send him back to hell because we have the authority. We have the word in our mouth, which is the authority that Jesus left in the earth. Let's know how to wield our sword, y'all. Let's know how to wreck Satan's kingdom because he has no authority over us. We have authority over him. So I'm just listening to all of this that this rabbi, this Jewish rabbi is saying they are so lost. They don't even know how to walk this thing out. We are to know how to call back the things that were taken from us. God left us that. He did not leave us defensive, defenseless. He did not leave us defenseless. He left us with a sword. So let's read more about our sword. Let's read more what he says about our sword and how we are to do this. Okay. So he said, yet there may be times when we hear in part, for instance, we might realize that God has spoken something to us, but we might not know when to speak it out. Or we could sense that we are we are to speak something out at a certain time or place, but fail to hear what we are meant to speak. And uh, until God's perfect timing. In either case, we have to reset our focus on God. In these times, we may need to pray to break down walls we have raised between us and heaven. But other times, we need to take time to sit and wait upon the Lord. God is the only one who knows what each situation requires. Mm. Yet, even when we cannot hear his voice clearly... If we humble ourselves, pray and disallow fear and doubt, he will still guide us. 
The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. That's Psalms 37 and 23. Excuse me, Psalms 37 and 23. It is a year and a decade to speak, but in a time when we are meant to speak, it is interesting to discover that we are not always meant to speak more often or louder, but instead with intention and discernment. Yet there may be times this year and others where God has us uh, basically stand on a soapbox and speak his will. Just send us out there, you know, in, in, in the marketplace where we just stand on the soapbox and just speak out, you know, what, what thus said the Lord. Mm-hmm. After all, many of the prophets in the word were given such tasks. However, this is not something God has us to do every se in every season, not even in those where we are meant to speak. There are times when God gives us a word and we are to speak it out. While other times it is only to one or two people or even holding the word until God allows us to release it. When we know that we know, when we know that we know that God has given us a big or exciting word, uh, it can be easy to want to tell everyone, but not everyone is at the same season. Not everyone is meant to be a part of that word or a part of it at the same time we receive it. There is a time and season for everyone, for everything and everyone. And sometimes, even in times of speaking, God will help us be silent about something to protect the word or to protect others. Now, let me interject something here. Now, with that thing about uh, a time and a season and, and that everyone might not come to the same understanding or everyone might not be in the same season to hear. Okay, I have one scripture for you on that. Isaiah 10 and 20. Google it. It says that all, all of us, all of us, all of God's children that came through this, they came through this uh, transatlantic slave trade. That part I'm adding in. But he says, all of Israel will come to, to uh, stop trusting on our captors. And that we will trust on God's word. Now, that is written in God's word. So, I don't necessarily agree with this word. Because I know what God's word says. That we will come to the same understanding. To stop trusting on our captors and start trusting God's word because we all got to come up out of this, y'all. So this thing won't be, you know, a bad uh, thing. You know, we all will come. You know, it may not be at the same time. I hear that. But it will be at a time where we all will understand. Okay. Uh, still, this does not mean that God will always have us to be silent. Sometimes the quietest season comes before the greatest release. Yet, no matter how or when God wants us to speak, if we follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, remaining obedient to his voice, God will, will be done. His kingdom will manifest in our lives and circumstances, even in those around us. And we can find peace in his perfect Wheel. So in closing, 578089 through 89 is, is a time to speak, but we need to be responsibly 
mindful of what and when to speak. Now more than ever, because with greater authority, with being able to speak more into the atmosphere, comes a greater responsibility. Y'all hear that? They're scared of us to speak into the atmosphere. They're scared of us to call back things that be not, I mean, things that was ours, to call things that be not as though they were. Because he says, with greater manifestation of God's power through our words, a conscious decision to speak his words and not our own is key. So speak God's word. Speak those things that be not as though they were. Uh, speak those, you know, uh, speak restoration for, you know, true Israel. We are true Israel. We are Judah. You know, we are one of the 12 tribes. There are 12 tribes of us. So yes, we're speaking restoration. We're speaking Ezekiel 37, Valley of the Dry Bones. Where both uh of the kingdoms, you know, uh God took two sticks, one for the house of Judah, one for the one for the southern kingdom, one for the northern kingdom, you know, for and, and that he would put those two sticks together and make them one, that we would may be one great house, the twelve tribes be one great house and stop fighting among one another. Because right now, this day and age, he has us killing one another. And that you can find in Isaiah 3 or Isaiah 10. It gives you the whole story of how Yahweh put gangs in our communities to keep us on our knees, to keep us crying out to him. Because he knew if we would have any doggone freedom, how we would turn our backs on him with our stiff necks and hard hearts. He knew he had to keep us attached to him some kind of way. So come on, y'all. Stop fighting. Let's stop fighting each other. And let's start speaking this word. They scared of us speaking this word because we will have greater manifestations of God's power through his word that we speak out of our mouths. So he said, so how do we do this? Turn to God. Focus on the voice of the Holy Spirit. Pray. Seek God while he may be found. Isaiah 55 and 6. Go read it, y'all. Draw nearer to him so that he might draw nearer to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. James 4 and 8. Because it is God who draws you by his spirit. You can't come to God unless he first draws you. So pray he has drawn you. And melanated Israel, he said, and all of Israel will be saved. So I'm holding on to that promise too. Despite our hard, our, uh, uh, Wicked, wicked hearts, you know, our um, stiff necks and hard hearts. Despite all of that, I still believe God's word. And he said, all of Israel shall be saved. So God wants us to know him to, and to seek him. That is why he said, knock, so that he might open the door. To seek him so that he might be found. Uh, that's Matthew 7 and 7 through 8. He loves us and he has given us a gift of speaking like him. We are in his authority. He's given us his authority, y'all. We need to use it. Particularly in such a time and season, it's such a beautiful message of trust. God, the maker and ruler of all, trust us. Let us trust God in return, for he is far more worthy of trust than any person could ever be. Let us seek him and listen to him. And then, in his perfect timing and words, let us speak. So, 
this was by Kurt Landry Ministries, and you can reach him at www.kurtlandry.com, and that's C-U-R-T-L-A-N-D-R-Y, and you can email him at info at kurtlandry.com. So, I will sum things up with this prophetic word given by this Jewish rabbi, y'all. As far as the true descendants of the children of Israel are concerned, here is our word. The Hebrew year 5780 means the year of the mouth. <laughs> we are to speak things that be not as though they were. We are to decree and declare. But for his children who are in bondage, it means you know, this word means something different, y'all. It means that our spiritual sight, that pineal gland, which is a spirit eye, which is, you know, the world call it the eye of Horus, you know, uh, it's about to return to us. You know, our spirit eye is waking up so that we may know what has happened to us so that our spirit can, you know, confirm, you know, that these things are true, you know. That these things have happened to us. We will all wake up to the same knowledge. We will all wake up and be on the same page. And um, and now, okay, that we are in um, the decade of the 80s. Uh, I told you guys that this represents the year of pay, which is the mouth. And I told you that 70s, you know, the uh, Hebraic year of 5770s, uh, all the 70s, represented the year of the eye. So that was the spirit eye. And then pay means, you know, the year of the 80s, which we have just fallen into. You know, we just gone into, which means the uh, uh, meaning of the mouth. So spiritually, these things mean that we will have spiritual sight coming back to us and that we are able to speak. We have the authority, the authority of God to speak his word to change our situation. And it will come to pass that before, okay, God says in Isaiah 65 and 24, the King James Version, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. While we are, while we were sitting in church, y'all, on Sunday mornings and in those evening services and in Sunday school and Bible school, we were supposed to be learning God's word. Why? Because it's our spiritual sword, y'all. And it was left to bring the children out of bondage, y'all. We have authority in the earth. The authority he left, it flows through our body like a, like it flows through our bellies, like a river of living water. And it comes up through our mouth like a sword, a spiritual sword, y'all. So, when we learn to operate our sword, we'll be able to move heaven and earth like the word of God says, you know? So um, here are some of our warfare weapons. The full armor of God is one, okay? I mean, that, that that's a combination of one of our weapons, okay? So it says... Um, in Ephesians 6 and 10, finally be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you may, uh, so that you can stand against the devil's scheme. For our struggle is not 
against flesh and blood, y'all. It ain't against that person we see in flesh and blood. It ain't that person. It's against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of the world's of this of, of the world's darkness and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You know, I I showed you guys a picture where the people were looking up. And then they saw all these demons and you saw God's hand, you know, and God had, 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 uh, you know, uh, kicked them out of heaven along with Satan. You know, when they said that they didn't want to reverence God, the, you know, the, the, the work that God had made with his hands, you know, uh, when he made man, those demons, nor, nor, uh, well, those fallen angels, nor did Satan want to, well, Lucifer at the time did not want to give God reverence for making man. So he kicked them out of heaven. And when he did that, he allowed them to, you know, uh, uh, come into us, you know, when we, when we lend our spirit, I told you we have a spirit y'all. When we, when we lend our spirit to evil, those demonic spirits inhabit us. When we live in our spirit, when we walk in our spirit man, and we're guided by our spirit man, we're walking in the spirit of God. Come on, y'all. We are, I told you we are a flesh being, a human being in the flesh, but we have a spirit in us. And our spirit can be controlled by either good or evil. It is up to you to decide. So when you're looking at somebody, you're having a problem with somebody. You're not having problems with that person. You're having a problem with that spirit in the person. You need to know how to fight that spirit that's in the person and not fight that person. There's a difference. And this is what we are learning. Okay. So it says, take, therefore take up the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you're able to stand your ground and having done everything to stand, stand firm then with a belt of truth buckled around your waist with a blessed breastplate of righteousness arrayed and with your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. Speaking, speaking that word y'all. And addition to all of this, Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now what? The sword of the spirit is the word of God. We must know how to wield our sword, y'all. Out of this mouth comes our sword. We must know how to wield it. You can't use it against one another, y'all, because word of God don't work that way. You make it of none effect when you try to use it against one another in the wrong way. Nobody in the church, white or black, can use the word of God against the children of God. Whether you are a child uh, being adopted in, you know, uh, through Jesus, the blood of Jesus, or whether you are Hebrew, you you are you are true, you know, uh, Israelite, because there are two separate things. You have the twelve tribes of Israel, which the Bible speaks of, which God says He's redeeming out of the earth. We cannot ignore that, you all. And then we have the church, and some of us Israelites, you know, who are Africans of the diaspora, have accepted Jesus as our as our Lord and Savior. So we are blood washed and blood covered, y'all. So we must know that there are two separate things going on here. And 
You, no one can use the word of God against you. Israel cannot be cursed. That's what the word of God says. So don't worry about those in the church who do not like you because you're black. They do not like you because your hair is woolly or your skin is, is you know, melanated. Don't worry about those things. They cannot use the word of God against you because Israel cannot be cursed. Okay? So, uh, sending up prayers. That's another weapon. Going into the throne room and holding on to the horns of the altar. And letting God know all that's going on. Because only he can change that thing. Only he. When you give that burden to him, only he can lighten the load. Come on. That's what Jesus said. We have to go, go through the throne room, throne room and lay our burdens down, y'all. We are not meant to carry these burdens. We are not meant for all this arguing and fussing, all this, all this, uh, 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 drama. We're not, we're not equipped for that mess. We are equipped for dwelling in the peace of God, for, you know, living out of out of high energy, not low energy. Anything with low energy is not of God. You're supposed to stay in joy and peace. You know, the fruit of the spirit, not low energy where you are, 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 you know, arguing and fussing and causing a problem. Those things are not of God, you know? So, uh, uh, Ephesians 6 and 18, pray in the spirit at all times with every kind of prayer and petition. To this end, stay alert with all perseverance in your prayers for all saints. I'm asking the same thing as Paul is asking here about this assignment that God has given me. Pray also for me that whenever I open my mouth, divine utterance may be given me. So that for you all, that's what I'm asking God for. That divine utterance may be given me that I may be able to give to you. that So that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel or the mysteries of our identity. What has happened to us, y'all? Because that's a mystery of what has happened to us as the children of Israel. That we are mislabeled and we are assigned a different identity. And that our treasures and inheritance has been taken from us. No, that is not who we are. We're, we are being restored to who we truly are. And we are getting back everything that was taken from our ancestors because it belongs to us. So, uh, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it fiercely as I should. And another weapon is we are to speak the word of God. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For the pulling down of strongholds. Yes, these are strongholds when they become, you know, uh, 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 things that we tussle with, things that we struggle with. We got to pull them things down, y'all. Yes. And Aisha, you're right. We are Hebrew Israelites chosen by the Most High God. You're right. And we're coming into the knowledge of our true identity because we're not Negroes from Canaan. We are Israelites who inherited Canaan. There's a difference. 
So Revelations 19 and 16. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations and he himself will rule them with an iron, with a rod of iron. He himself treads the wine, winepress of the fierceness and wrath of almighty God. That's the new King James version, y'all. Uh, we are in the image of Jesus with a sword in our mouths. We are the warriors that he left in the earth to do greater works. Where are your greater works at? Where's our greater works? We need to be working on our greater works. All of us. Because this is a sign to each and every one of us. Ephesians 6 and 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, just like Jesus has in his mouth. It is a part of the armor of God in Ephesians 6. So Jesus said that we can speak to mountains and they must obey. We must know that mountains are a reference to problems. We can command them to be removed and cast into the sea. We can change our whole world, our communities, our cities, our states, the United States, and the world with the word of God, with the speaker that Yahweh left us. He said our tongues are a pen of a ready writer. What are you writing? What are you changing? What are you speaking into the atmosphere? We have been given dominion. We have the authority of the Most High Yahweh that is taught in His Word. And we have, been, be, we have been given dominion to pursue, overtake, and recover all. And we do it all in the Word of God. So that's a spirit, those are spiritual warfare weapons, y'all, speaking the Word of God. Know you have authority and that He's given you dominion. So speak and claim that which he has given to you through the word of God, y'all. We are to bind and loose, Matthew 16, 18 through 19. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So we must bind and loose. We lose the solution to the situations according to God's word, you all. That's what we speak out into the atmosphere. That's what we bind and loose according to the word, and word of God. Every situation, every problem that comes up against you, you tell your problem. What Jesus has done for you. How Jesus done hung that thing on the cross and made a spectacle out of Satan with it. So you let your problem know. It has a solution. And it's got to go. It's already answered. If it's a bill, bill, you already paid in the mighty name of Jesus. And I expect you bill money to come forth. Because it needs to be paid. This bill talking to me, so I'm talking to you. It's a finished work on the cross. Send that money now. Thank you, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus for that bill money. That that bill is paid. We got to put 
expectation on the word of God. We got to be bold about what we speak into the atmosphere. We got to speak to our problems like our problems speak to us. We don't let our problems put pressure on us. Jesus said, get that thing to him. He says that, 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 uh, uh, we're to give him our burdens. He said, cast our cares upon him for he cares for us. We're not supposed to worry about these things. He says, don't he take care of the sparrow of the fields? How much more will he take care of you? If he gonna take, if he feed the sparrows, come on, y'all. If he feed the birds of the air and he clothe the lilies of the field and he don't, he clothe them. He make them look so beautiful in their colors, their beautiful colors, how they just sprout out and they just, you know, give God glory with the beautiful colors that God give the flowers of the earth. He said he clothed the lilies of the field. Come on now and do a very great job at it. He does an excellent job at it. So how much more he'll clothe you, oh ye of little faith. Start speaking out into the atmosphere, the things we need. We're not supposed to suffer for nothing. Even Psalms 23 tell you that, that uh, you know, that, that, that you shall not want. Didn't Psalms 23 tell you that? So come on. We need to take God's word literally and exercise it in our lives. Not just let these words be words on a page, but let's live these words out in our lives. Let's give these words life in our lives to change our world. So we are to worship. And worship means love on God through Jesus, thanking him through, thanking, thanking Yahweh for Jesus as our blood sacrifice, our sacrificial lamb, and uh, for Yah's love and mercy and grace on our lives for bringing us through. Just worship, just worship, just worshiping him, letting him know we love him beyond all things. We above all things, we love him. Send your heart out to him. You know, just love on him. You know, in your time where you feel bored, where you ain't nothing, nothing to do, sing to the Lord. Give him some love. Love on him. Yeah. Give him some love. And praise. We are to praise. Send up the praise. When the praises go up, the blessings come down. Praise is a weapon. It is a shield, y'all. We are to praise like King David praised. Man, he praised God so hard till he praised himself out of his clothes. Now, that's some, that's some type of praise, y'all. That's a praise dance for real. Yep, get your praise on. That's another spiritual warfare weapon. Go through your house with, with a praise in your heart, honey, from the front door to the back door. Praise God. Let them blessings come through your house with them praises. He says, when the praises go up, the blessings come down. So let them shower some blessings down in your house now, today, you know? So using the name of Jesus. That's another weapon. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Fasting. Fasting is another uh, spiritual warfare weapon. You know, uh, that's one uh, another weapon we can use. It cleanses you. It cleanses your spirit. Uh, it cleanses your flesh. Um, it actually cleanses your flesh. What it does is it denies your flesh uh, of the things it desires. 
you know, it makes your flesh sur surrender to the spirit, you know, to the things of God. Sometimes you got to beat your flesh. You know, when your flesh want to do things and you know that it's against God. Come on now. That's why that scripture in the Bible says that if your eye fills you, pluck it out. It's better to go into the kingdom without an eye. You know, we're missing one eye. Or if your hand offends you, cut it off. You know, that's why that scripture is there. Because we're supposed to make this flesh surrender. You know, shut up flesh. You know, like, uh, uh, you know, when you want to go do something that is contrary to the word of God. Come on now. We could beat our flesh and make our flesh surrender. It's all up to you. It's all in, you know, how sold out you are to our heavenly father. How big of a difference you really want to make in your life. If you want to walk in power or if you just want to walk. Okay. So. There you go. So uh, giving our testimony, that's another weapon. For we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. We are covered by the blood, which we give our testimony of what Yah has brought us through in Jesus' name. We tell that story about how we got over. How we got over. Y'all know that song, how I got over, how I got over. Yeah, you know that song. Yeah, that's what you confess. You confess to everybody how you got over. You know, give your testimony. Let others know that they, you know, uh, give a testimony so they will want what they, what you got. They'll see what you got and they'll want it. That's what your testimony is meant for. To give people hope and to make people want what you got. And to strive out to get him what you got. Okay? So thanksgiving. That's another weapon. That means that you are always to stay in a state of thanksgiving. Being thankful. Thank your father, you know. Just thanking him for everything. Thanking him for life. Thanking him for breath. Thanking him for Jesus. You know, thanking him for, for, for uh, you know, making a way to, to, to get back to him. You know, we're so, just supposed to be thankful, you know. So, um, we're to speak those things to be not as though they were. We have been given the power and authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions via the word of God. It is a sword in our mouth. We are being set free from all bondages and captivity in the name of Jesus. We fight an unseen enemy that appears in people, as I was saying earlier. We see the manifestation of their demonic persona. And then we think that we are fighting them in the flesh. This is where the enemy wins. The scripture says that we will soon go on a second exodus. Now that we have completed the 400 years captivity, we will slay the defeated demonic foe that are enemies of God and against us in the mighty name of Jesus with the word of God. So uh, the prayer uh, John 17, 24 through 26, where Jesus asked the father that we may be in him as he is in the father and that the love of God and that the love that God has in him be the same in us as it is, as he is in us. So we are to be in the image of Jesus doing greater works. So actually we're supposed to be little Jesuses, y'all. We're supposed to be running around here, letting our light shine. For the whole world to see. And we're supposed to be doing greater works. So we're supposed to be, yes, in the image of Jesus. 
So John 14 and uh, 12 through 13 says, truly, truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I am doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the father may be glorified in the son. Y'all got that? Jesus said greater works that we're supposed to be producing our greater works. So again, I ask, where are your greater works? Which includes raising the dead, healing the sick, casting out demons, calling things, being not as though they were making elements obey you. You know, like like uh, a tornado coming. You tell and, and it's about to hit your house. No, you can you can talk to that tornado. You tell that tornado, uh, you won't be hitting my house today. Be that removing, be that casting to the sea. You go hither way. You go over that way. You don't come this way. That has actually been done. People have spoke to storms and that storm did not affect their house in the height of the storm surge. So you have to know who you are and whose you are. You have to know that the word of God is true. You have to know that you can speak to mountains and make mountains obey. You have to know that you cannot doubt this word because this word was given to us. As, you know, uh, our spiritual warfare weapons. We can't do this without the word of God. We can't do this without him. We got to do it through his word. So if y'all think, okay, well, I'm not like everybody else. I don't have no sin. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't lie. I don't do none of them things. Well, check this out. As long as you were born in sin and wrapped in iniquity, you're going to always need a savior. You cannot save yourself and the law by itself cannot save you. All the law can do is reveal, reveal the sin that you are in. There's no more blood sacrifices, y'all. Ain't no more sacrificing no animals. So, you have to come through the way that Yahweh provided for us. And that is through Jesus. You ain't got to like it, but that's the way he left. And if you say that you don't have to come that way, shame on you. Because you will find out that we all need a savior. We can't do this by ourselves. We must. We must. Come through the way that Yahweh has left us in the earth. And um, I just really want you all to know that we are a set apart people. We are a people that have been called and set apart by our Heavenly Father, you know, to... Um, to, to, you know, come forth and bring praise and, and, and shock and surprise the world when they truly find out who we are and whose we are. Because the people don't know that, you know, we are the children. Well, some do, you know, some do know who we are. But then you have a lot of people who don't know who we are. And for those who don't know who we are, they give us such a hard time, you know, and, um, 
and when we come forth with the knowledge and information of what Yahweh is sharing in this day and age, and then they will want to argue with you. They will want to fuss with you. They will want you to tell you that, no, these things are not this. These things are not that. But then, see, uh, uh, they want to keep you in that place where they have put you. You know, they put, they mislabeled us, everyone. They mislabeled our names so that we could fit scripture so that they could conveniently take our inheritance. And then they say, find us, keep us, lose us, weep us. But that's Satan's way, y'all. That's Satan's way. That's not God's way. What God's uh, word said, he said, we're going to get back everything that was taken from us. Everything has to come back into our hands. So it don't matter that these people are wearing our names. It don't matter that these people are walking out uh, our lives right now, you know, wearing our name, living under our inheritance, and that these people are putting the whole world under bondage and through captivity, you know, by tying up all the monies of the world. Because y'all know that, you know, the scripture says that we are the royal people and that all of our brothers, everything that belongs to our brothers belongs to us. So, the wealth of the wicked and the wealth of the world actually is ours. So at that appointed time, Isaiah 60 and 5 will reveal itself. And then we will see our wealth coming back to us because during the, the exodus, we must leave this land with our wealth in hand. I need to make a song about that, y'all. <laughs> yeah, we're going to leave this wealth without, we're going to leave this land with our wealth in our hand. You can best believe that. That's what the word of God says. So, you know, we can bet our bottom dollar on that one, y'all, because it's a done deal. Uh, that's a finished work that's hung on the cross, too, because the word says that we're going to get back those things that were taken from us and that he gonna let the whole world know that he never stopped loving us that he will reveal to the world that he loves us so i'm gonna leave you guys with uh isaiah 52 8 through 12 uh thy watchmen shall lift up the voice with the voice together shall they sing for they shall see eye to eye when the lord shall bring again zion break forth into uh, joy sing together ye waste place of jerusalem for the lord has comforted his people he hath redeemed jerusalem we judah y'all the lord hath made bear his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our god depart ye depart ye go ye out from hence touch no unclean thing go ye out of the midst of her be ye clean that bear the vessels of the Lord. For ye shall not go out with haste, nor go by flight. For the Lord will go before you, and the God of Israel will be your real reward. This is, is what the Lord is saying to us for the appointed time, melanated Israel. When we leave to go to the, on our exodus, Isaiah 52, 8 through 12 is our commandment. Now, First Peter uh, two and nine, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession 
to proclaim the virtues of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. And Deuteronomy 14 and 2, you have been set apart as holy to the Lord, your God. He has chosen you from all the nations of the earth to be his own special tre uh, treasure. So this concludes an another Eyes Can See broadcast. So today, uh, uh, remember that the Sabbath is tomorrow. Sit quietly before the Lord and hear what he has to say to you and dedicate at least one hour to him. Enjoy your day and your weekend as we look forward to a blessed week. Until next week, everyone. Uh, good bye for now. Thank you guys.